0: into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Do you enjoy reading books? Have you ever joined a book club? Do you often quote books and put them back on the shelf and say, wow, that was a great book? But what if you could actually do the book with others? who would share and support and help you actually put the book into practice. Well, that's what we're gonna learn from today's guest. she's created Book Circles, and we're gonna talk about the difference there. Let's meet and learn from Teresa Destrebic. Teresa, welcome to the
1: program. Thank you, Mark, yeah. i happy
0: to be here. We've traveled virtually, of course, all the way to the Southeast of France to meet Teresa. Teresa, de- describe your villa, your village, <laughs> your community. That you're living in there,
1: my villa and my village. um It is funny because they do call them villas here, not houses. So I live in a house right on the edge of the forest, in a smallish village. It's not as small as you can get in France, but it's a village of four thousand people. And it used to not be a village, so it's actually fairly close to Grasse. If you know Grasse, Grasse is actually the perfume perfume capital of kind of the world. Mm-hmm. And so where my house is and much of my village used to just be groves for flowers and also olive groves. So there's a lot of olive production here. So a lot of, you know, when you think of France, you think it must be really old. And, you know, our house is maybe 30 years old. It's not Mm -hmm. that old. And our town is not that, you know, not that old. So, yeah, so I live right on the edge of a forest. I walk out my door and I can be in the forest in 20 seconds, which my dog loves Yes, and uh, we have a wonderful community here in the south of France and it's sunny a lot, which is great.
0: Well, thanks for painting that picture. Well, Teresa, as we talk about your company, your group Emerge Book Circles, tell us a little bit from your point of view, the difference between what people think of a book club and your organized book circles.
1: So I have been a member of a book club for a long time. And I've been in lots of different book clubs over the years. And what I found is that a book club is usually with friends and it's usually, you know, you rotate houses, somebody hosts, they bring the wine, they bring the snacks and everybody converges and we talk. But we often, what I found is that we often would talk about everything but the book. Mm-hmm. So we would start talking about the book and then we'd go off on a tangent and talk about something else. And then we'd go off on a tangent and, about, and talk about something else. And I think part of that was because even though there was a host, there wasn't a facilitator, so there wasn't someone to keep us on topic or on track. And it just kind of be- it became more social and not necessarily. And oftentimes, when I was in book clubs, they were fictional novels. They were fun, and there wasn't necessary. There was definitely sometimes some you know juicy bits to talk about, but it wasn't necessarily we weren't reading the book to create change in our lives, necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so my work in book circles, and the reason why I use the term of a circle is because when you're in a circle, there's no rank, there is no order, there's nobody on above or below anyone else. And so I consider even though I'm the facilitator, I'm still amongst peers, because I'm also learning and growing. And so In the book circle model that I use, I am facilitating in a way that we are, the purpose is to move beyond just consuming the ideas and to really connect the ideas to ourselves and to the work that we're doing. So then we can then create new ways of living and working and leading. And so it's a little bit more than just superficial talking about the books. It's really about experiencing the books. So for example, I was just reading a book, Um, I'm reading a book with a group called The Advice Trap. And there's a section in the book about the importance of silence. So ding, 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 ding in my head, I'm like, okay, how can I create a space for us to experience silence the next time we meet? So it's really about bringing, going deep into the ideas in the book to bring about that self-awareness and to, empower people to really implement the ideas. Mm -hmm. Really,
0: you're underscoring a difference between the sort of social book club, which, you know, one of my friends who will be listening to this podcast is the guy who never reads the book. So is only there for the wine (laughs) uh, and the social aspect. So shout out to him. He'll know who he is. But you're really underscoring this purpose of the circle rather than we're, we're there to experience, we're there to learn and grow rather than just enjoy the conversation.
1: Yeah. I mean, so my business is focused mostly on nonfiction book, I would say exclusively. We do read some memoirs and things like that, but it's really about growth and development and learning. And we've a lot of focuses on leadership and on communication and on interpersonal skills. Um, I do some work on kind of the areas of diversity, equity and inclusion and belonging within organizations. So the goal is to go deep because when we go deep then we can expand more within our leadership, within ourselves, within our organizations
0: in which we work. And your company, Emerge Book Circles, you know, Mm -hmm. how how does this really help people emerge? How how does the growth happen that you've seen in your experience?
1: Well, the growth happens through the, through the interactions and through the experiences that we're having. We can all read a book and then put it back on the shelf and then it becomes shelf development as opposed to, you know, leadership development. And so (laughs) the whole purpose is for us to read deeper and not faster. And we live in a world right now where you can, you know, read a Blinkist or you can listen to a podcast or you can, you know, watch a something super fast. And it's we go from one to the next to the next to the next. And one of the things about the reading aspect aspect is it's purposely slower. Mm. So and we're reading it over a long period of time. So Some of the books that we read, we could read in a week, but we're extending it over months, maybe two or three or four, because it's really about going deep. And that's where the change happens when we make that connection to ourselves. And that's where that emergence comes from. And I read that you're doing
0: this with individuals, but also with corporate teams, What, what would you see as the benefit to a company? Sort of sponsoring or helping organize this within their teams?
1: Well, A, it's out of the box, it's different. And if you look at any of the data around traditional learning and development these days, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say this, but the data is not that great mm-hmm. in terms of what's happening, how engaged people are in their learning and development. And also, is it worthwhile? They maybe are checking the box, they've gone to this training and gone to this training. And I remember actually over the holidays, I was with some people, and they're like, oh, yeah, I have to go listen to some mandatory training. And they're like, but I'm going to keep another window open so that I can listen to the training and then I can do something else at the same time. And the way that I structure the book circles is that you have to be engaged the whole time. So the benefit for organizations that I work with, and I work with organizations from like 25 people up to thousands of people, larger multinational companies, is it extends the conversation. So sometimes you'll go to a training for a few days and then you leave and you're all hyped up and excited about that training. And then as you get into the day to day, you lose a little bit each day, each day, each day. And then a week or two has gone by and you're like, oh, that was great. But oh, I don't have time to implement it. I really need something else. And you kind of get bogged down. And so the work that I do, because of the different modalities that I use, not just the meeting, um, is we're extending that conversation. And it's like when you buy a new car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. (laughs) So my goal is to continually have this conversation. So you're, let's say I'm reading a book with an organization in the United States, well, a global organization on unconscious bias. So every day they're thinking about what is unconscious bias and how is this playing a part in my work today? Because every day they're either reading or they're participating in the group chat or they're working with their learning partner or or meeting. And so I'm kind of there reminding them all the time. And I also think it's a great compliment to the work that they're already doing. Um, I'm not an expert in most of the books that I read. I'm a trained coach, I'm a certified coach, but I'm not an expert in pretty much any of these subject areas. And so by bringing in this outside perspective, I'm really just holding the space for them to create the learning with and from each other. I'm not training them on anything. I'm not telling them what to do. I'm creating the space for them to decide what to do themselves. Mm-hmm. And that they're more empowered when they're the ones making the decision to how to implement this work.
0: So interesting. And you may not be the subject matter expert you know, of the topic of the book, but you are a training development education expert a lot of your background is in education i i found it interesting this overlap that you have found between corporate and your educational background
1: yeah you know it's interesting if you had asked me many years ago where i was going i never would have thought this and i have so many amazing conversations with people and they're like how did you come up with this like how did you come up with this idea to do book circles and i i don't really know exactly But yeah, my original, you know, career was as a teacher. And then I kind of moved from teaching into educational leadership. And then I left education, like formal, traditional education altogether and got into coaching. And even that decade that I've been coaching has evolved as well. And so now I essentially combine the two. So I combine a little bit of my coaching and then a little bit of the education together. And then I've also done a lot of work just on my own, on mindfulness, and I've become certified as a, facilitator by an organization called Healing Circles Global, which is really about holding space. It's not about advising or fixing or saving. That's kind of what they talk about. And so it's really just holding space. So I've kind of combined all these different things together with my love of learning and my love for reading books and created something that I'm can, i passionate about and that I can live into and uh, I can support others as well.
0: Mm -hmm. So good. Well, let's talk about your own creative practices, where where you get inspired. Uh, and let's talk about in the context maybe of being the American living in France. Uh, how has that been for you, and what sort of creative inspiration does that offer you?
1: I think that one of the ways that I can really tap into my creativity is by opening myself up to as many ideas and perspectives, and even environments as possible. And it's like I'm connecting dots. And that allows me to then use those dots to create something. And so having that perspective of living in America for the first 35 years of my life, and then moving to France, which is also kind of a a Western country, but it's very different at the same time. And so I will admit that when I first moved here, I was still like, well, but wait a minute. This is, these are the traditions at home. And where are those traditions here? And now there's some, there's something that I really, I mean, I really appreciate a lot of things. And I, sometimes I'll talk to my siblings on a Sunday and they're like, oh, and I'm running around and doing this and I'm doing this and I have to go shopping and I have to go buy this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, well, there's nothing open on Sundays here so like there's like your chore list
0: is a lot yeah right so there's a sense
1: of like freedom in the restrictions because i'm not running around picking up last minute things to help my child do some school project or whatever it's family time and it's you know social time so you're with your friends and you're relaxed and you're not running around and i think that that is something that at first i was like mm -hmm. and now i really enjoy it and i think that one of the things that i also appreciate about here is because it's a slower pace it opens yourself up to be more creative because i don't think that when we are in this world where we're constantly being bombarded by somebody else's ideas and we're not slowing down enough we're not creating the space for us to create our own ideas or to connect those other ideas for from other people and realize what does this mean for us as a person? And so, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the slower pace mm-hmm. of France for sure.
0: Well, you've really raised an interesting point I haven't thought of uh, in that regard. And that is how we are bombarded with these external I mean, you could think of every book as another suggestion from somebody telling you what you ought to be doing. And do you ever slow down enough to process it? And it sounds like, first of all, the book circles might help you do that, is that you're not reading it in a week and adding the seven points from the book to your do list, but rather letting it digest a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do read a lot of books at the same time, because at any point in time, I'm usually leading eight book circles. Plus I'm reading on my own outside of that. But I'm taking the time purposely to process the reading. So I'm not reading the book and then I'm just I'm not reading the book from start to finish. So when I read a book, I'm there with my pen, but not just to underline, but to make connections. So I'm there with my pen and I'm also there with paper. And I'm purposely slowing down and connecting what am I reading to my life, to my values, to my work what am i reading that's connected to the other books that i'm reading how is this related to other things and then you know when i usually i have a piece of paper and it's like what am i capturing from the book and then what connections am i making and then from there the capturing and then the connecting then i can say okay what am i going to create differently from the book so it's to me it's that it's that three step process it's consuming or capturing connecting and then creating and sometimes it's just like creating a new way of being with my daughter that I learned from a leadership book. Sometimes it's a new process that I'm creating in my schedule or with myself. So that creation, I mean, I think sometimes we think of creation as the artistic creation, but I think that there are so many other ways that we're creating in our, in our lives. And I think the way to access that is by slowing down.
0: Well, Teresa, how can we connect with you and learn more about these circles and even uh, join one?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. So you can um, go to Emerge book circles, with an S.com, So www.emergebookcircles.com. And there there'll be, you'll see three buttons at the top, drop in book circles. So those are people who are like, mm, what is this book circle thing? I don't know how this works. So you can just drop in and see what it's like. And then there's a leadership book circle that I run, um, and there's two different cohorts for that. And then you can, we can work together to create a custom book circle for your organization or even for your group. It doesn't even have to be. It could be your group of friends. It, so I, it's on a scale from individuals to organizations. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. Most of my work is not very visual, so I'm not on Instagram or Pinterest or anything like that. So... Yeah, so Teresa Desterbeck, it's kind of a funky last name, thanks to my husband. So it's D-E-S-T-R-E-B-E-C-Q.
0: And listeners, I really encourage you to follow and uh, connect with Teresa on LinkedIn. Her daily articles, observations, she's basically sharing her notebook that she just talked about. Like, here's what I've read and here's how I'm processing that. Uh, she's giving you insight to that thinking process pretty much live and daily on LinkedIn. So uh, you should yep. definitely check, check in with her. Well, what are you reading now, Teresa? What's a book that you might recommend that we get together and uh, create a circle about?
1: So I'm reading, a, well, I'm listening, actually. So I do all three, listen, Kindle, and live book, like actual paper book. I prefer the paper. But I'm listening to a book right now called High Conflict by Amanda Ripley. And it's very pertinent to today's world. So it's all about the difference between high conflict where we get stuck in our positioning and it leads to the deterioration of the relationship versus healthy conflict. And so it goes a lot into how we've created a world that's become so polarized and what to do about it. So.
0: Sounds great. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of global connections, you and I even met on a, Global networking call through Spin Ideas. How is that networking, especially these days when we're still eh, mostly virtual, uh, not not a lot of live groups yet? But how has that opened up your world, as we say here, world of creativity?
1: Well, it's interesting because when I moved from the United States to France, because my coaching work at the time was all in English, I had to move from face-to-face coaching to global and virtual coaching. So I kind of have been in this virtual space for a while now, but with everything that's been going on in our world and it's just, it's opened up even more. And I, I think that once the, once we have more liberties to travel again, I'm gonna have to go on a worldwide tour because I've met so many people from so many different countries. Mm-hmm. And some of my clients, you know, i actually, was just one of my corporate clients yes, last week One of the pieces of feedback was, I would really love to do this live. And I was like, I know, it would be great. So I'm like, I'm happy to come to India. I'd love to do it live. So let's just bring the people in Europe and the people in South Korea and the people in India together. And we'll just all meet together. So I love the fact that I can work from anywhere and that I'm meeting people around the globe. But there is that, you know, live connection piece that is missing.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of people are with you on that. We're ready to get our passports out and uh, get them stamped around the world.
1: Yeah, well, feel free to come visit me mm-hmm. in Le Roux, in the southeast of France. I'm here. And uh, yeah, happy to have a coffee.
0: We will do that. To come visit. There you go. Coffee and a good book. Well, my guest has been Teresa Destrovec. Uh, Teresa, it's been so great talking to you.
1: Thank you so much. It's been so fun. So li- listeners, I'd love to hear from you
0: and definitely connect with her on LinkedIn and also visit the website EmergeBookCircles.com We'll come back again next time we're going to continue our around the world journeys we'll stamp our creative passports in places all around the world talking to creative practitioners about how they get inspired how they organize those ideas and most of all how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world so until next time I'm Mark Stenson and we're unlocking your world of creativity. We'll see you soon. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and The ThePeaceRoom.Love.
1: We've created a special offer
0: just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book A World of Creativity for a special price of 5.98 for paperback and the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.